mean, you've been putting in work for so long. Putting in a lot of work. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Putting In Work, episode 60. Thank you for tuning in to the interview podcast on the 8-Bit Collective. I'm your host, John O'Peck. For the first time, powered by Audio-Technica. Feels good to say that. The guys at Audio-Technica have come on board with Putting In Work. Just received a box full of awesome goodies. And as I get a chance to play around with that gear, I'm sure you'll hear a lot more from me about the sonic delight that is Audio-Technica. Thanks again, guys. Shout out to Matt. And thank you to everyone with all the positive feedback on last week's show with Nick Scarpino from Kind of Funny. Managed to crack the iTunes charts again. Top 30 for careers. I think it reached number 27. The response was awesome. People really seemed to dig it. And I've had some really encouraging feedback from a couple of people who've actually suggested that this podcast has inspired them to begin their own in some way or another. So that's really cool. Love to hear that. Love to hear all kinds of feedback about putting in work because I put a lot of work into it. So to hear something coming back from you guys is always a pleasure. And that brings me to this week's iTunes review of the week, which comes from uh, someone whose name I cannot pronounce and it's probably just mashing their keyboard. But in case this somehow is some form of their username, I will attempt to read it. Uh, the username says... And from Australia, who says, Hey man, loves your content. I know I can always tune into your podcast for a great listen. Thank you, person. That's great to hear. And those reviews do really go a long way to not only filling in this little segment of the show, but also just to kick a little energy into any kind of podcaster's motivation levels, I think. We all love to hear from our listeners. And if you love a podcast, leave a review. I'm sure it will be very much appreciated. This week's guest is none other than Austin Keith Reed, also known as AK-47, the assassin. Austin's probably the craziest guest that I've had on this show, and I don't think he'll mind me saying that because he literally throws himself around, gets beat up, gets cut, gets bruised, all for the love of professional wrestling. And that is an absolute passion for the WWE style entertainment that he grew up with that resulted in him and his friends in Alabama throwing their own matches in the backyard, classic backyard wrestling story. Uh, But these guys actually started a YouTube channel, which just took off. And I guess they upped their ante along the way because at one point they were putting up two videos a week. They're averaging something like 20,000 views per video. They've had five videos go over a million views. They had one with more than 10 million. And for the whole channel, it's more than 30 million combined. So that is a crazy effort. It's a crazy level of success. You know, at its peak, they were making $2,500 a month just from YouTube revenue. And Austin's gone on from there to learn the ropes. He's trained as a wrestler and he's now got a few matches under his belt on the independent wrestling scene. And after he finishes college, that is his goal. That is his dream and he's chasing after it. So you've got to admire that as crazy as the story is along the way. And we're going to get into that. I think you'll be impressed by not only Austin's passion for what he's doing, his love for the people who have helped make it happen, the fans, the audience. But man, wrestling is not easy. And I guess it's interesting to hear about the difference between wrestling with your friends in the backyard, throwing each other around on trampolines versus getting into a ring with people where you have to trust that they're not going to hurt you because they don't know you. They probably don't like you. They definitely don't like where you've come from. That whole challenge of trying to take it to that next level. Really interesting stuff from Austin. So I hope you enjoy it. Here he is, the assassin, AK-47. Austin Keith Reed. Okay, thanks for joining me. So good to have you on the show. Man, I'm so excited to be on here. Thank you for uh, letting me on. This is a really big opportunity, I feel like. Because, like, I mean... Like your podcast says, you're putting in work right now, and it's pretty cool to be on here, so I'm really excited to see where this goes. Oh, thanks, man. 
I think that uh, you've probably got a really interesting story just based on the fact of what you have done, like what you've created with this uh, YouTube channel and not only the channel itself, but the work that's happening on the screen in front of us. So let's go back. I'm assuming you've been a wrestling fan for quite a long oh, time. Yeah. Do you want to tell me how you kind of grew up with this on in the in the lounge room and everything? Yes, I um start back way, way back. Uh, like I was around like four or five. My uh, step great grandpa, our family trees are weird, but yeah, my step great grandpa, he was super into wrestling and I stayed at his house for like a good bit. Like he like took care of me for a while and he had like this, I want to say like, it was one of those big TVs, like with a back, like it was like with the back, like way like big fat TV. Mm-hmm. And man, it was awesome. Like I thought that was the coolest thing. And uh, I can't really remember what um like the actual matches I watched. I knew it was around the like Attitude Era and all that. I knew I remember sure. like seeing the Rock and Stone Cold and Vince Man going at it. And I was like, this is awesome. Like this is pretty cool. And I always uh, imitated. I always like fight the pillow, you know, little kid <laughs> stuff. It was just a fun time. And uh, my uh, you know those big uh, those big titty bears. Uh, yeah, um, I think my aunt got one for her boyfriend, and I just arousal that thing to death, like yeah. headlocks, everything, <laughs> power drivers off the bed. I was I was crazy with it, and it was awesome. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Me and my brother used to roll around in the swimming pools and oh, trampoline. It's just so fun. Any so chance fun. you get, yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It goes back to I think you know thousands of years ago. Kids probably grew up doing the same thing without probably some of the moves we know now, but yes, they were doing it. I'm sure. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, no doubt. I mean, I feel like most of like most of our generation kind of grew up on wrestling. They might not be into it that much now, but I feel like everybody around like our age or like kind of more like sixteen, seventeen. They, I feel like they grew up on wrestling, and uh, it's just such a such a fun uh, atmosphere to be in, and uh, I really enjoy it. Sure. So, how did it get from you know serious interest into a serious hobby that you're actually part of? I grew up in a small town it's, uh, in, in Alabama, Mount Vernon. It's very small. I'm also Native American, so everybody who's like Native American like me, we kind of like grew up in the same spot. We kind of live like super close. And uh, we always were cool. We all, we all went to the same school. Like it was like a very tight community. And uh, most of us, for the most part, were really into wrestling. We all grew up with it. And um, my uh, my best friend, he's also my first cousin, but he's my best friend because we've been together forever. He's lived like right down the road. And uh, he had, like, uh, three brothers, and, like, they always wrestled on the trampoline. Like, this wrestle, like, we didn't record anything on camera yet. And I went down there one time. My best friend, he was like, what if we record this and put it on YouTube? And, man, YouTube was, like, it was not, like, a big thing yet. And it was like, I don't know. Like, we had, like, a crappy camera. It was bad, like, when we first started. So, like, let's do it, see what happens. When it happened, uh, I wasn't really a part of that. Like, they, like, kind of started a little bit before me. Like, they was kind of doing it on their own. Like, I didn't really know they was doing that until, like, a little later. So, they posted, like, random videos like, they would, like, put, like, in a title, like, Undertaker versus Kane, or Cage, like, he called himself Cage, but everybody else is, like, Edge and all that. Just try to, it was, it was mostly clickbait to get people to click on the video. And, uh, yeah. and we had, like, random matches like that, like, this guy versus this guy, but there was, like, no names. They was doing that for a while, and one of them just, like, blew up. Like, it got, like, well, at the time, like, 300, 400,000 views, and we was like, whoa, this is crazy. Is this, like, jumping around on trampolines and that kind of thing? Yeah, or we, um... Mattresses, like... It was an tra- actual trampoline, like, a trampoline we had in, our, in, uh, in his backyard. It was, like, they had, like, a... Had this, like, porch thing, like, set up so we can, like, jump off of it, and, like, he... He's the crazy one, my best friend. He, like, does flips off the roof now and, like, all that stuff, so he was, like, the extreme one, so everybody really loved him because... He really was into it. He like do, did all the flips and all the you know the crazy stuff, and um, everybody saw that and it's like, man, this is really good. So he came up with an idea. He said, hey, instead of doing random videos, how about we actually create our own selves, like create who we are, and like and uh, make our own storyline basically. And that's what we started doing. Like we started like sure. a first season, and it went really well. And uh, we just like 
it was like okay like we you know we were still like not as good so we was like messing up and stuff but we was just having fun just basically practicing in that time then season two hit and we just started having some crazy matches some crazy ideas and we just all put it on the screen and everybody just really enjoyed it and get caught on we caught fire and like after like towards the age of season two like we was on the rise and it was pretty awesome to see because that's just crazy like for me I never thought it happened in my lifetime. Like, I grew up in a small town. Like, this, nothing like that ever happens, you know, but it happened, and I'm really, like, super humble about it. I really appreciate it, and, like, it's crazy to think about, but it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So when you say it took off, what does that mean in terms of, like, in the internet world? How do you separate it from what everyone else is doing? Because, like, I remember growing up and, like, downloading these videos from Napster and Kazar or whatever, LimeWire, and it was, back like, a backyard wrestling mixtape, basically, oh, yeah. with some heavy metal music disturbed or something playing and you've probably seen the same videos and like i never watched like a full length match it was just kind of highlights so how did you kind of separate yourselves how could you tell that you were doing well compared to others it was the storytelling like i yeah. feel like most backyard wrestling they just like it doesn't make it's like they, they're doing really good stuff like it was like fun but they it's like you don't know who they are like it's like they're just doing their thing just rolling around but we're like how about we just make a storyline we want to be like WWE that's what that was our thing it's like we want to make storylines we want to have beef rivalries we want to get no more contenders championships we wanted all of that so we came up with our names it was a process like uh like you said like i'm austin keith like austin keith reed that's my full name and uh ak is why it was like kind of like my nickname so i just put like the 47 on there and then like i was like how about the assassin ak-47 so that's how that came up then uh cage that was kind of his nickname growing up so he called himself cage and like everybody just kind of came up with these nicknames and their personas and like when that really happened and like we um just wrote like my best friend like he's the smart one he really was super like he was like the like the the writer basically and he was all good at crafting the match and all that and uh what we had to say and our promos was because I got better at it. At first, I was really terrible. Like I, like uh, my, I was super shy starting out, and I really didn't know what I was doing, and I wasn't really comfortable in front of a camera. But uh, like I said, like when he after the season two, like towards the end, we had this crazy match, me and him, and uh, that really caught on a little bit. But it didn't it wasn't like the big one. Then we did this pay per view, and the pay per view was the Royal Rumble. And when you have like Royal Rumble, only like this like KBW Rumble, like, when we put that up there. It gets a lot of gets a lot of clicks and like that just blew up when the Royal Rumble hit. It's like in the millions right now, like uh, many views. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like crazy. Like that blew up, then everybody just started watching our older stuff. It's like hey, these guys are actually pretty good. I'm interested in what they're doing. Then we started like all right, since we got a lot of views now, subscribers are coming in. We need to step our game up, and we just started having extreme matches, table matches, ladder matches. We had a Money in the Bank that blew up. It got like three or four million right now. It's insane. And then we was like, man, this is awesome. And we was really extreme. Like, we took a lot of bumps, a lot of crazy stuff. Like, I have scars from it now. It was, it was fun, but it was like, it also really hurt my body. But I'm, I'm all right now. But it's truly a blessing that I'm here today. And um, I, now I actually have fans and, like, people who really hate me and, like, call me names. And, like, I'm getting hate and I'm getting love. And it's like, this is crazy. And uh, it's pretty awesome, though, to uh, get in this position and feel that way, though. Yeah. So I guess, you know, there's this theatrical side of it. As you mentioned, there's some writing involved. There's yes. obviously performance and physical side. But obviously, there's such a big risk factor when you're working with a lot of people who aren't trained as they are professionally on TV. Mm. The things you see, they say, don't try this at home. But you guys are trying it at home. So how did you kind of do it in a way that wasn't completely stupid, I guess, to put yeah. it frankly? What we did was actually study. We um, we studied how people fell in the like in the ring. Like we watched the Rattle Wrestling. So like, all right, just... Like, we knew it was, like, not, like, super real, so we knew they was doing a little tweak to it. Like, we were like, all right, they're doing something, but it looks really good, so we need to get to that level. So we, like, really studied, like, 
the Shawn Michaels of the world, you mm. know, like John Cena was coming up at the time. Like it was crazy. Edge was like one of my favorite superstars and he was great. I love the Hardy Boys coming out. I'll say the mo- the guys we had there, we were like kind of like, I feel, I don't know how I'm going to say this, like kind of built for this because like we did sports. Like we was like, we played hard football. Like it wasn't like a little touchy. Like we actually like killed each other in the backyards. We did everything. We was rough kids. Like it wasn't like sure. we was like soft or anything. Like we like really like hurt each other like not even like actually wrestling just stupid stuff so when we put in the uh actual videos and stuff and we actually like actually like had like a storyline and everybody was like getting in each other's faces then like it was so funny because we started saying cuss words and our parents were getting mad but everybody was loving it because this is like extreme it was like the rated r one going back to like the risk factor like i said my best friend he's the crazy one he did he was the i feel like he was the glue he really like put asses in the seats so to say like he was the guy who would go through the tables he'll take chairs to the face he'll bleed he actually cuts himself and bleeds like it's insane like that's what he does yeah and like everybody's like oh my god like we had like blood in the thumbnail like these dudes are crazy man like i need to watch this and like it was just so extreme and so powerful and like not only was it extreme it made sense the bigger we got the more people who wanted to do it so like i said we grew up around a lot of people but when we was doing our little thing and it got big, more people showed up, more people showed up. It was like, hey, man, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And we just grew our roster. Like, you know, we had, like, 23, 24, like, guys just wrestling. Like, it was mm. crazy. Like, we had a full, right roster. And it was insane. And it was just awesome that, to see that rise and to see how many people were so happy to see that. And I get so many, like, I always talk to, like, the people who really, like, like me. And they'll say, man, like, kids, like, eight or nine, they always say, hey, I want to do this because I was looking up to you. I was like, that's crazy. You looked up to me? Like, that's insane. Like, I did it, like, that's a great feeling to have that you, like, did that for someone and you don't even know them. Yeah. So. And, I mean, you mentioned, like, cutting themselves, which is, like, kind of a tradition of, of professional yeah. wrestling. It's not some crazy thing that you guys invented or anything, but it's not really no. done anymore on TV because it's, I guess, so dangerous with, you know, mm-hmm. health and that kind of thing. How do you kind of justify putting your bodies under so much strain when you're not making the, like, you know, six figures that the, the wrestlers are, or seven figures that they're making on TV with the merchandise and the international tours and everything that comes with it? Right. It's because we love it. We love it so much. Yeah. It's like, it's a passion we have that we always had in us. We really love wrestling. We grew up on it. We really wanted to do it. Like, all of us, mostly all of us, like, hey, man, we want to be in the WWE one day. Like, not, like, I feel like there's only one or two guys, but they kind of fall off of it. But we was really serious about it. Like, a lot of people was. And we really love wrestling. We we wanted this. Like, also, when we got big, it's like, all right, we got an audience. Now we can't mess up. Now it's no botches. Now it's even more insane now we need to up our level every season we need to go big every match should be like wrestlemania because people are watching us like everybody's watching us right now like and it's like we did it for them because they was like please do this we want this match they was like like having like a like oh yeah we want this guy to fight this guy because like we never like had had a match before and it's like they wanted they had they made up their own storylines what they wanted to happen and we kind of like so we didn't do it exactly, but we gave them what they want. It was just, it was awesome. Like so, you you mentioned like wanting to get to the WWE one day or whatever it is. Like, is it seen as you know you have to actually go to wrestling school and learn all the the, the craft behind it to actually get in a ring in a stadium to work your way up to that point, or do you feel like the backyard wrestling? can be a resume that gets people in there because you know the thing that i always heard was that they kind of look to the people that can do those technical matches in the ring rather than the vid- people sending in their videos on youtube because i guess that there was probably a big explosion of that happening in like the late 90s and early 2000s especially 
Yeah, um, they really hate that stuff. They really hate backyard wrestling. Yeah. Like, it's not a good thing that if you, like, in the locker room, like, in any matches, like, when we first said that we was, like, backyard wrestlers, like, it's not a good thing to say that. Because, like, it's it's frowned upon. In the locker room? So, you're referring to when you actually did start to do those kinds of shows? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Like, when we met, actually, like, wrestlers on, like, on the indie scene, and, like, I met Carlito, like, it's a lot of, like, uh, and uh, my friend actually fought Chavo Guerrero, which is awesome, and, like, we are uh, actually coming up, and it's, like, we say like, hey, yeah, we did backyard wrestling, and it's like, don't. It's hard to say that because, but since we are big, since we said, well, we have one hundred forty-eight thousand subscribers and millions of views, like we wasn't like, but when they we actually made money from it, that's was the big thing. When we said mm. we made money from it, they're like, okay, these guys are basically like doing this to pay for their training. So, because yeah. like our training, I want to say it was like two hundred, three hundred dollars, like every two weeks we was training, and uh, I think at our peak we was getting twenty five hundred a month from YouTube. At okay. the time, and it's pretty uh, cool, man. Yeah, it was awesome. Like that was our peak, and it was like so cool that we was getting that every month, and like it really helped us because it helped us train a lot. And when we got that training for six months, it really helped us out because we knew how to bump, we knew how to all the move sets, we knew how to basically all the technical stuff. That's just a big thing. When you say you're a backyard wrestler, uh, they look at you like, okay, this guy's not gonna be good. But when we actually performed for our first match, like they like, dude, that was the match of the night. Like nobody can top that. Like we did like a triple threat match, and like. Since we wrestled in the backyard for so long, we knew what we were doing. I feel like they didn't knew that. They was like, oh, backyard wrestling, That's they don't know what they're doing. But we actually knew what we were doing. And they first saw our first match we had, like, an actual ring. And I was like, dude, they were super impressed. And, like, ever since then, like, they always say, like, yeah, these are the backyard wrestling guys, but they're, they're fucking good. It's, like, sure. it's insane. You know? And that really helped us out a lot because, like, we really got a lot of, like, backlash from that. Because our trainer's like, yeah, you don't need to say that. Because he was like, he's basically like, he was in the wrestling business for so long. He was teaching us, like, this is stuff you don't say. You got to be really polite because these guys have, like, super big egos. And it's like, all right. So it was fun, though. It was a great experience. Yeah. So what was the wrestling school like? Because I imagine you'd already been doing what you've been doing in the backyard for so long and then going to this, you know, structured place where there's a certain way to do things and you've probably got all these bad habits. Like, was that just a real learning experience for you to make that decision that we want to do this the right way and, and listen to what other people can teach us? Yes, 100%. We were so passionate about it. We listened to every single word everybody told us. Like, we knew that... We didn't want to come in and say, yeah, we bat your wrestle. We got millions of views, so we know everything. Like, no, we was like, hey, this is what happened, and we're really passionate about this, and we found a guy. It wasn't – I wouldn't call it a wrestling school. Like, it was, like, really, like – Right. He – he um he, this guy was a uh, – train like, he he's a wrestler, but he, he buys rings. So he has, like, a ring in his backyard. Like, he, he uh, actually trains people just around the town, and we found him. So, like, hey, he's like – because we wanted to buy a ring at first. That's what, that's what, that's what got into us, how we met him. Like, me and him wanted to buy a ring. We wanted to buy an actual ring for our YouTube channel. I was like, that would be crazy. So he's like, I can't sell the ring, but I can train you. So when he said we can, he can train us, like, okay, let's do that. And start indie wrestling and put it on YouTube. And that's what we did. And uh, he just had, like, a wrestling in his backyard. And he's like, he's, he's a super nice guy. He really helped us out a lot. I love him to death. He's uh, super funny. And uh, we were, it was just a great time hanging out with him. And uh, he really helped us do a lot. And I super like i really appreciate that from him because like we was like nobodies and like now i feel like he's so impressed by us because what we have done Hmm. and so what have you been able to do since learning the ropes and you know uh spending that time with him and getting onto the indie scene i guess is that what you would call it yes uh there's what basically the indie scene and um at i uh when we started off i i wasn't the guy like i i get um I say this, I uh, I get a little mad sometimes when people, like, uh, come at me. Like, it's like, 
these guys in the locker room, like, they're not really that nice. Like, they think they're so badass, and I think they're, you know, like, so great because they've been there for so long. We're old head. We know this. You don't know this. You're young. And that always discouraged me. Like, I always thought they was, like, you know, like, talking down on me and didn't really believe in me. And I feel like when I was wrestling them, because I got, I was in a lot of matches on any scene, I feel like they just, like, they chopped me a lot. I have, like, I was, like, at a, a point in time, I actually quit wrestling on the indie scene because a guy actually, like, just nonchalantly, like, we didn't plan this. Like, he just dropped me on my head and chopped me a lot. And I, like, actually had to get to the hospital, and it was insane. So I was like, I don't know if I actually want to do this. So I stayed away from it for a while. I was like, maybe Alabama's not the right place for this because, like, all these people down here is not what I what I want. And But my best friend, he, he takes it on the chin. He's more of the guys, like, okay – I really want to do this. I will take the other chin, but I'm more like, I'm more, I don't know, sensitive about it. So he took off. Like he's, he's the main guy that does all the big stuff now. Like I feel like I uh, kind of let him down because me and him was like neck and neck because we was both doing it. But since I kind of fell off and stopped doing it and like kind of just went to college and want to do that, he just stuck with the wrestling. And he's in Oklahoma now. He's wrestling on big shows. Like I said, he fought Travel Guerrero. He's about to fight, uh, Brian Cage, like he got speared by Rhino, like it's insane stuff. So it was like, yeah, well. <laughs> I was like, man, he's, he's really, really doing it. Yeah, yeah, he's really doing the thing. And uh, I'm going to get there because, like, I wanted to, um, I felt like I needed something to fall back on because wrestling in a WWE or trying to get a, a good paying job wrestling is really, really hard. Like, it's like, hmm. those indie, like, wrestling, what we do, they don't really pay you that much. It's like, we risk your yeah. body and it's like, they might give you, like, 50 bucks or 100 bucks. So it's like, is this really worth it? And, uh, and you also drive a lot, like, eight nine hours just to get like maybe 150 bucks it's like is this really worth this like but he he actually um went to college so he got a scholarship and he moved to oklahoma and oklahoma has a huge indie scene and then he really got in that crowd and really uh stepped up his game there so what i'm gonna do is probably transfer to oklahoma with him hopefully get in the same like area then i'll get back on my grind and get back into wrestling because i really want to wrestle again it's just that i get really discouraged and i feel like people take advantage of me and i really don't like that so mm. It's just how it is. Yeah, that sounds like it's something that's been part of the the system for a long time, especially on that that level when you've got veterans that feel like they need to protect the sport or whatever right. it is and make people go through the hazing process. You know, like I remember hearing, it might have been Hulk Hogan even talking about like the first time he got in a ring, someone just broke his leg straight away. Yes, it has. And he, he, had to prove, he had to prove himself and come back and show that he was going to be persistent and... You know, it, it's it's not a good, doesn't sound like a good culture to be in. But I mean, if you love what you're doing, that's probably what you have to put up with. And at the same time, I will tell you that it's smart to go to college because you never know when something this physical can take its toll on you and, exactly. you know, end your career short. So smart move there, Austin. Yeah. Uh, what would you say has been the hardest part of not only building the YouTube channel and that Backyard Wrestling League, but just, I guess, learning this, the skills and developing a persona and just the whole process of what you've done i feel like the hardest part for me is like i've been away from it for so long i'm kind of falling out of it and i hate that feeling i hate that i'm not wrestling like i really want to wrestle like i really have fun like i'm saying we are super uh friends with uh, a lot of backyard wrestlers and around like companies around the like world or states i say and um we actually go there for like this big backyard wrestling bash. Like we got everybody from like different backyard wrestling companies from different states. We all get together. We have matches. That's what I've been doing currently, and I'm really loving that. And more I do it, the more I want to get back into wrestling. But it's just the spot I'm at. That's the main thing that I hate. Like the spot I'm at is not a good indie scene. Like I'm small town Alabama. Mm. People are rough down here. They don't care about you. They feel like since they've been in the um, industry for so long. 
they can say anything they want. They can do anything they want. They don't really care about you. And I just hate that because like you have to trust them. You have to trust the other person. That's the main thing about wrestling is you have to trust the guy. A lot of people, like you have to trust people who like say like I jumped on somebody. If they move and don't catch me like they're supposed to, I'm screwed. Like I can hurt myself from that. Like, and that's a big thing for me. It's like it's hard to trust guys who always like push you down and like always say like you're not gonna be nothing. Like I'm gonna destroy you. Like I had a guy who was like, yeah, you're not doing anything in this match. I'm just gonna throw you around. I'm just gonna slam you. You're not getting any offense in. I'm like, that's not fun. Like why can't I hit you? I was like. Cause I'm a bigger guy, and it's not uh, true, and it's not. It don't make sense that you're smaller than me, and that you're getting offense. I'm like, okay, whatever. And like, I just hated that, cause like every match I had, I was losing, and I wasn't getting, I wasn't having fun. That was the main thing. I was not having yeah. fun doing that. Like, I had way more fun back y'all wrestling because I was doing what I want to do. I could do what I want, and nobody said a thing about it. Like, if I said, "Hey, man, can I uh, jump off the top rope on you?" Like, no, I'm gonna grab you, and I'm gonna throw you off, and it's like. Why? Why can't I do that? It's like they just don't let you do anything you want to do, and it's just not fun. But it's just yeah. it's also where you go. Like not every single indie like wrestling like company is like that. So my friend, like I said, he's in a great spot because like everybody up there is actually really nice. They're actually working hard. Actually, like really love it, and they help people. They help people build up. So I really want to get to that spot. I'm in college right now. I wanna. I just want something to fall back on because if wrestling doesn't work, I need something to fall back on. So I, that's what I'm mainly doing right now. So as soon as I'm done with college and I graduate. I'm going ham 100%. I'm going to the gym more, and I'm going to work out, and I'm just going to go forward and get back into wrestling. That's cool, man. I mean, it's such a crazy world. Like, the world of wrestling is just, like, some of the stuff that you're saying kind of sounds insane to people that aren't in that world, you know. And I got a bit of a touch to it with uh, some of the books I've read and, you know, the way that I followed it over the years. But without even that, you just see that the whole thing is insanity. Do you get a lot of people asking why you do this and that kind of thing? Yeah. All the time, like, why don't you do that to yourself? Like, because yeah. people around here just don't get it. Like, when we was back, y'all wrestling, like, why are y'all doing this? Y'all, you coming back home with scars, you're bleeding, you have rashes on you, you're you're hurting, you're you're putting your body like for no reason because we weren't making money at the time, and it was like this is not good. Like, you need to stop doing that and just and like we said no. Like, this is what we wanted to do. Like, we wanted to do what we want to do, and we want to have fun. We want to wrestle. We want to keep it positive. Want to and this because we love what we're doing right now, and that's just how it is. But all of a sudden. When we started making money, it's like, oh, I'm so proud of you. Like, you're so great. I supported <laughs> you the whole time. It's like, no, you didn't. Like, you really didn't care for us until we started making money from it. Just be real with us. Like, it's not, that's just how it is sometimes. Like, nobody really cares yeah. about you until you make it. So that's just how the world we live in now is it's just messed up. But hey, that's just how it is. Yeah, I guess it's the same with uh, making a living from music or acting or anything like that. There's a, a process of building up your own skills, but building up a following and everything as well so you've succeeded in that area what would be your advice to people who whether it's wrestling youtube channel or something else that they're doing online they want to be successful they want to build an audience what's your advice to those people my main advice is to stick with it a lot of people just give up that's the main thing because like we wrestled for like two or three years before we even you know like before we even got like big like i said it's like but we didn't care like we loved it do something you love be passionate about it. If you're really passionate about it, you really don't care about money or the fame with it. You love doing what you do. Like, if it comes with the money, if you get money from it, that's awesome. But as long as you're having fun and if you love what you're doing, keep doing it. Do not stop because eventually, if people see that in you, that you love this so much, you're passionate about it, you actually have good ideas, you're actually talking like you know what you're talking about, they'll they'll, they'll support you. They'll listen to you. So don't get dis- discouraged. Like, I, I know I, I get, I felt the same way. Like, I felt like I wasn't, good enough and all that but i still kind of do but i don't need to feel that way i need to 
have that drive and have that passion. And I feel like that's what most people do. They just don't stick with the thing they love. They're like, oh, I love this, but never say but. <laughs> it's just over. Never say that. Yeah. So I do this, but you just that's it. So never say but and just do it. Just do what you have to do and uh, do what you love. That's good, man. It's good. I think that translates across different forms of creative work and entertainment. Definitely any kind of grind involved requires that same thought of just do it and, and make it happen. That's why we love kind of funny. Like that's how we like kind of like know each other, you know, from kind of funny, like their yeah. brand. And like, also, yeah, it was so cool when um like Greg and Tim, like I actually sent them like a little highlight video and they actually watched it. It's on my, it's on my pin treat right now. Like seeing, yeah, them, I've seen that. seeing them react to that was the coolest thing. Like me and my best friend love those guys. And like, I call like, as soon as I saw that, I called him right away. I was like, dude, dude, you need to watch this right now. They, they are <laughs> reacting. They, they saw what we did and they really like it. It's like no way. And it was like, yeah, dude. I was like, I was so hyped up. I was like ten when he saw Smash Brothers. It's like insane. Like it was like I was so hyped up because like, because I look up to Greg. I look up to I look up to those guys like Tim and all of them. Like I really look up to them. And like in the gaming industry and like, basically everything I know about games is really from them because I grew up with all their uh, podcasts and stuff. So it was like seeing them acknowledge me was just insanity. So always try to find something to latch on to that makes you happy and just have fun with it. Because if you don't do that, you're just going to be depressed and that's just not a good thing to have right now. Because like we need people to step up. We need people to have fun. We need people to be more positive. Like, there's like a lot of hate on the internet just yeah. because they feel like they don't have a life. And like you do have a life. You're living your life. So do what you have to do and do it. Because everybody can be successful. It's just a will. So That's cool, man. All right. So the last question for you, Austin. If you could do anything and know you wouldn't fail, what would you do? Oh man, if I could do anything and no one fell, I'll, I'll wrestle. I'll be in WWE right now if I knew that. I'll definitely, uh, if I can do anything right now and I wouldn't fail at it, I'll be wrestling right now, and that's the truth. Because I love wrestling, I really do, and also I really like video games. I'm not gonna lie, like it'd be great to be like a journalist and like be on podcasts and talk about video games. I love that's like my passion as well, so that'd be awesome to do. But I feel like wrestling was my first love, and if I can do that. That'd be insane. And also with that, like I see Xavier Woods on, you know, be kind of funny. So not only are you wrestling, you're getting your name out there and you also can do more fun stuff with people you always looked up to. So that's awesome. Yeah. So I definitely, uh, definitely wrestling. That's cool. So what do you, what have you studied at college? I'm actually uh, studying um, journalism right now. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, yeah. you're on the right track for both of those things. So yeah. keep it up and, and hopefully one of those ones works out for you. I really hope it works out for me too, man. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate this. I'm I'm so happy because I like, like I said, this is like my second podcast I ever done. I don't know if I did good or great. I'm, like, I'm not, <laughs> I don't know. Like this is like my really good. And uh, so I'm really excited that I did this and it was so fun. I'm so happy that you wanted me on and talk about what I'm super passionate about and what I've been through and what my interesting story. And it was fun to talk about it yeah. and let more people know and let the masses know. And I'll definitely go over promote this shit. Like it's going to be everywhere. Yeah. Thanks. I was like, Hey man, <laughs> I mean, it's- I, I follow like this dude had Colin Moriarty on his, on his podcast. Like, it's insane. Like he had Greg, he had Tim. Like he had he had the guys. Like he has the he had the dudes, and I'm and I'm a part of it now. Like this is insane. So oh, I'm glad that you feel like that. But uh, yeah, you know, for me, I did. I think I did see the clip of the, of those guys talking about your channel, and that's probably what made you stick in my memory. But you know, it's not every day you, you can talk to someone that's done backyard wrestling and, know, and yeah. had a go at getting slammed on a, on a mat in front of 150 people or whatever it is. So thanks for sharing your experiences and uh, hopefully I can see you on a pay-per-view one day. Oh, no doubt. You definitely will. Like, no, that's no question because I am who I am and I'm different from everybody else. You are witnessing greatness and I am the assassin, AK-47. 
Thank you for listening. That was Austin Keith. You can catch him on Twitter at the Assassin AK47. You can check out his work in the Backyard Wrestling League. It's called KBW, and the YouTube channel is the KJ07. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave an iTunes review and rating. You can do that and check out my merch over at 8bit.net slash PIW. That's A-T-E-B-I-T. And while you're there, don't forget to check out the rest of the awesome podcast content from the 8-Bit Collective. You can catch me on Twitter at Jono himself. And until next week, keep putting in work.